No does not mean always no. It means not now, it means gear up, it means train more, it means sharpen up, it means maybe even shift a little of perspective, but it doesn't totally mean no, you've just gotta keep going and keep training and keep building for the yes. Hey everyone, I'm Yasmin Nori, and you're listening to the Behind Her Empire podcast. I'm on a mission to showcase successful self-made women who share honest stories and lessons of what it really takes to create the life you want and build your own empire. I want to welcome this week's guest, Leah Valencia Key, to our show today. Leah is the founder of Valencia Key, a jewelry line with beautiful, unique pieces that feature inspirational messages designed to empower women. Raised in an impoverished Philadelphia neighborhood, Leah lived in a homeless shelter with her mother, sister, and brother. Even in the darkest of times, her mother told her, your predicament does not determine your destiny. She encouraged Leah to never leave the house without wearing her sparkling earrings because they would serve as a reminder of the light within and the potential she had in her life. Leah went on to rise above her challenges and honored her mom's legacy by believing in herself, defying all odds, and going after her dreams. She received her master's degree and then became a world-renowned cosmetologist and stylist. Leah is now focused on inspiring others to believe in their dreams through her jewelry line. We'll chat with Leah about how she broke many barriers in her life and followed her passions as an entrepreneur, the power we all have within us to create the life we want, and tips we can use in our life today on overcoming fear and living a brave life. Leah was also very kind to give us a small gift and discount. Check out our show notes if you're interested to learn more. Welcome to the show, Leah. Hi, I'm so excited and overjoyed to be with you. Serious and honest. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. I heard you speak at, I know your good friend, Jamie Kern Lima's book launch event. And I had goosebumps. I'm like, Leah is such an inspiration. And even doing research on your story for this interview, I am overjoyed that more people are getting to know you on this podcast because you are truly such a light and a gift. So thank you for doing all that you do for founders and women everywhere. So thank you. Uh, Thank you for catching my light and radiating it to your wonderful hearts. It's just beautiful when we can really just shine our hearts and our mission out to other hearts because it lifts us up together. I love it. Absolutely. Well, I want to just jump right into it. And I'd love to start actually with one question that your mother asked you when you were younger that I think really changed your life in so many ways. And she asked you, Leah, do you want to be a follower or a leader? Can you take us back to your childhood and frame that situation for us and why that question made such an impact on you? So powerful, such a powerful question that it's so interesting about seeds planted because in this world, we don't know what seeds we're planting or what seeds are growing from seeds that have been planted in us. So the one thing I'd like to open is always live in an open heart and an open mind, taking in those seeds and also being actually a seed giver because you don't know where these will land and grow. My mother, I was raised in super impoverished beginnings, actually born in the most poverty-stricken area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'd love to give a visual of that so you can understand the darkness I was born into. So every 
neighborhood that I was in was riddled with drug transactions on every corner, violence breaking out in the middle of the streets, abandoned buildings, dilapidated buildings, trash riddling the streets. And that's the neighborhood I was born in. From that neighborhood, it went from poverty to destitute. My mother broke her leg in about three places. From that moment, she can no longer work. So there was nothing that we could do. And I remember vividly my mother bringing us home from school or something like that. And there was a padlock on the door. Now, let me be clear. We lived, what we called home was under someone's house, which was a partial basement apartment. It's like one room in a basement. That was home to us. But at that moment, we didn't even have a home. Everything that we had was locked inside and we had nowhere to go. That's where from poverty to destitute happened. I remember looking in my mother's eyes and never seeing pain like that before, because not only did my mother not have a place to go, she didn't have a place for her children to go. Mm. That's really powerful when you have nothing at that point. That took us riding transportation. I remember my mother, literally, is there things I black out in that? These hard times, but I remember looking at my mother and she not knowing anything. And she's like, well, I guess we'll just ride public transportation because she didn't know what to do. And we rode it for almost 24 hours straight back and forth. So long that the bus driver, the transportation person had to come back and ask if my mother needed help. Is something wrong? And in that moment, she broke out in tears and vocally said, I would have nothing. I have no place to go. That a gentleman was so kind, he got us to a woman's homeless shelter. And I love showing, talking about what that homeless shelter looks like. So I can take you to that experience. It's almost like a gym room with cots on top of cots, sections away from each other. And each mother only having a cot so your children and you and the little belongings you have are bundled on this cot and there's tears and there's moaning and there's crying and there's pain and there's anger and there's so much visual trauma and auditory trauma that you hear. But in that moment, my mother looked at her children and said, your predicament doesn't determine your destiny. That was the first seed that my mother planted. So I wanted to talk about seeds and how you plant them, even in the hardships of life. She planted that seed in us. And I was really young. That moment, I was about third or fourth grade, understanding that age range. And I remember hearing that. Now, that seed was just dropped. I did not receive that, honestly, then when my mother said, your predicament doesn't change. I was like, I'm listening to the crying and everything around me, like not getting that. But if you fast forward about two or three years later, we're still in a woman's homeless shelter. And now I'm becoming what I see. I am following my environment. I am acting negative. I am failing epically in school. And this day, I remember coming to the homeless shelter. And this is when my mother stopped me and says, Leah, do you want to be a follower or do you want to be a leader? Now I'm about fifth grade, still young, and I'm so clueless on this question, to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know where she's going, but she continues and she goes deeper and she says, right now you're following Leah. 
You're following your environment and exactly what you see and what you're doing is exactly what you will become. Or Leah, you can choose to lead. You can choose to lead your life beyond your predicament. You can choose to see your destiny. You can choose to find your life, find your joy and find your destiny and walk in it, Leah. So you choose. That moment, my mother walked away. She left it there for me. I thought it was beautiful because she didn't tell me what to do. She gave me the power of choice. Mm. She asked me two questions. Do I want to follow or do I want to lead? And I love, even if you break that down further, I love that she wasn't asking me, did I want to lead others? She was asking me, do I want to choose to lead my own life? That is powerful. Because what that means is it means take yourself out of society's expectations. Take yourself out of your predicament that you're currently in. Take yourself out of everything known to be put on you by external forces and look at you inside and decide where do you want to be? What is the whisper in your heart? What is the destiny claiming to be true for you? What is that? Choose it and then lead yourself to it. The light was flipped on for me at that moment. That seed wow. was planted, watered, and a group. <laughs> oh my God. I have goosebumps just even hearing that story. And I appreciate you being very open about everything that you've gone through as a child. And it's beautiful to see that your mother, who probably had a lot of pain and fear trying to make sure everything was okay, is still gifting her children that hope and that love hoping that you won't be in that same situation. So your mom seems incredible for giving you that. And, you know, eventually that seed is being watered and that flicker went off in your mind, which you see in your life and your career, which we'll get into in a little bit of you always taking lead on what you want to do and making an impact despite where you grew up from. I want to shift a little bit and talk about, you know, a big principle in your life in general, and I believe your mom taught you this also, is the power of completion. So I know you ended up really diving into education. You ended up going to a performing arts high school. And I'd love for you to talk more about that because I think it's a big value that you ended up taking in every other adventure and project that you've worked on as an adult now. Oh, I love that. I don't often get to talk about that. So thank you. That's a really powerful topic that was a seed my mother planted for me. Completion. Completion is key in life. There's deciding where you want to be, deciding what you want to do, walking in it, but then having a completion to it. That has been the great building blocks of how I can say I'm able to honestly sit here with you today because I chose education. I chose to find my destiny. I chose to ask for help. I chose to find after-school activities to get me out of my environment to see more. And this power of choice to me was choosing my light, choosing my life. And that choice landed me to get an undergraduate degree in business, get a master's degree in education. And I was choosing this education, but in my inside, I had to go back on my value principles, lead your life, Leah, what's in your whisper and creativity because high school, I went to creative and performing arts. We can even back forward to that. I chose to find a creative school because I knew that was my joy. And when it was time to pick high schools, I didn't go to the regular academic schools. I was like, I want to 
cultivate my creativity. And my mother's like, okay, what does that look like? And I'm like, I heard it's a creative and performing arts school. And she said, okay, well, figure out how you're going to get in. And it's interesting because the figure out part was like, oh, you need to audition. And this is a young girl. Let me remind you who I am. I'm poverty. I'm in a homeless shelter. I've had no training of anything of arts. I don't even really know what arts is truly, but I knew creativity was my joy when I saw it on TV and when I found it in different classrooms. So with no training, no experience, no anything, I went after this audition to get into a creative and performing arts high school and I chose theater. And I found out what that looked like. What does theater look like? And I did research. Even now I think about it as an early age, choosing my life. And what does choice mean? I'd like to plant this in every listener's heart. Like, what does choice really mean? It's actually an action word. My aunt, I talk about three pillars in my life. My mother, my aunt, and my grandmother. And my aunt was one part that put the power of action. She would always define which words are action words for me. Love is an action word. Choice is an action word. Believing is an action word. So if you choose something, then you need to do something about it. So I found like, all right, what do I do? Oh, I got to find a script, learn a script and make people believe it. (laughs) And I did that before in high school with no training at all. And I just went out for it understand things about life. I'd love to impart this. You don't have to have a background in things. Mm. You don't have to have this long resume of doing stuff. You've got to have passion. You've got to have drive. You've got to do research and the work. And then you just need to show up and believe in yourself to do it. And then somebody, even if you fail a million times, someone is going to believe it because you put the work out. So I showed up, this young raw girl acting, and they felt my heart and they accepted me into this performing arts school, which truly then changed my life because I was able to be free in my mind and understand non-conformed parameters, which was super beautiful. Yes. Right. But then I had to go back into conform parameters after I graduated and I got my master's and my undergrad degree. And it's because I wanted to have that balance of creativity and then what society says is good to have for these degrees, which are great. But then I took myself right back to the arts. So I feel like you get what you need out of life, meaning educations and certifications, and you complete those things so that you can have them in your tool belt. When people need to look you up or need to justify you as fill in the blank, you have these completions in your tool bag, but then you go back and you follow your heart. And that's what I did. I followed it right back to creativity, doing hair and makeup. And that's how Vicky Sai, founder of Tatcha Skincare, love of my life, sister yeah. of my soul. That's how our hearts connected. Yeah. And I'd love to dive a little bit deeper in that. So you ended up getting your master's of education and then you wanted to tap back into that creative side of you. So you got your license in cosmetology. And I know the dream for you was always to work at QVC, but it didn't really start that way. Right. So I'd love to kind of hear your journey in what led you to QVC, because really that was the point in your life that everything truly picked up and your friends and the people around you were just amazing women in your life. So I'd love to kind of hear your life prior to that, because I think not everything happens overnight. And I really want to emphasize that in your journey. 
It's so important. Things happen in years and in decades. I know you see people show up on the scene, but the truth is a lot of people like mine, there's decades of work and perseverance that you're doing to actually accomplish these dreams. For example, we know I got my master's in education. Now I'm following my heart to really lead me back to where my joy is, and that's creativity. So I say, okay, then what does that look like for me now? And that looked like hair and makeup in the form of art at that moment. And I went back to school with a master's to get my license in cosmetology because we need completion and we need certifications to prove yourself to be true. And it's beautiful. So now with a master's degree, I get this cosmetology license and that's about a year or a year and a half of going back to study. And now you think you have a master's degree, you should be making money, but I've changed careers. So now I have a license, but this master's means nothing. (laughs) So I'm sweeping salon floors. I'd like to share that story because you have to sometimes go down, meaning humble yourself and experiences to come back up to your dreams. As long as you have laser focus where you want to go in life, it doesn't matter if the wave takes you down to, like me, sweeping floors, right? But my determination and my pinpoint was to really follow this artistic passion to a greatness. And that looked like me learning training. And if that meant me having a sweep floors to do it, then that's what I did. And that sweeping floors allowed me to study under one of the most awesome stylists in Center City, Philadelphia, who was about education. And I learned all types of hairstyling. I learned all types of techniques that really equipped me to go after QVC. But here's how QVC came into play, which was really interesting. I'm sweeping salon floors and I'm like, I want to do hair and I also want to do makeup because to me, it's like this visual creativity of confidence, but not creating confidence for you being great because of this, but it just is that seal. Like it makes you feel good at the end of the day. Amen. (laughs) And I go in and I'm like, Ooh, I'm working now at Mac Cosmetic and I'm working two jobs to survive Mac Cosmetic part-time sweeping floors. And I meet a lady who works for QVC. She tells me all about it. And I get so excited because I'm a cashier doing hair and makeup behind a Met cosmetic counter. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so amazing. 24 hour TV all the time. You've got to be doing hair and makeup in this oasis of a place 24 seven. I don't want to work in a salon. I want to work for somewhere where I can just create 24 seven And I set my sights right on that. So from that moment, I'm a targeter. I put a dream into play and I just target it out. And I may have to do auxiliary things to keep afloat, but I am going straight to my target always. So QVC was now my target. I always say, speak your dreams into the world. You're not necessarily speaking them for expectations of others to help you, but you're speaking them out so that you give your dreams wings to fly. And that means it's out in the world and what God does, whatever faith you are, but I believe in God. So I pray my prayers up. And then when you pray your prayers out and you speak your dreams to the world, then that prayer lands in the right heart. And then that heart conspires to help you towards your dream. All that meaning, I told everybody that I could get my hands on or stood next to that I wanted to work for QVC. You could be standing next to me 
And I would say, hey, hi, oh my God, it's great, it's Saturday. Do you know I want to work for QVC? <laughs> it would be that transition. And that happened. And then finally, I met someone that I had put my resume in for five years for QVC through online. It was an online application. I got denied five years straight. Sorry, your skills aren't qualified. Cry every time, put it in again. I got so bold. I'm like, oh, they need to see me. That's it. I got to go hand in my resume. What am I doing here? (laughs) Before QVC was really secure. Now you can't even get to the front door. But when you could, I drove up to QVC. I was ready to hand my portfolio in. There was a gatekeeper. You know, there's always one security at the front. And he's like, hi, who are you here for? And I'm like, I don't know the person, but I know you have a salon and I want to give my portfolio in (laughs) with a big smile. A not big smile says, oh, sorry, you have to leave unless you know a name you actually don't belong in these premises. And with that, I walked away with tears pouring down my eyes, but I don't know if anyone listening have ever experienced this. Your emotions are crying, but your inner heart tells you what the truth is. I Mm. call it my inner God Mm -hmm. told me, Leah, you are going to walk through those doors one day and you're actually going to walk past that very man. So keep going. And so it's this weird emotion I was having because I knew it could be true, but I was hurt and broke. So I kept pushing and finally speaking it out. I met someone bartending. Wow. (laughs) You hear all of these different journeys. You have to do different things to keep yourself afloat. But it's really funny how life connects all of these beautiful experiences in your life. There's nothing disconnected in life. Maybe you don't understand the connection yet, but there's no disconnection and there's no random course in your life that is happening. It's all happening for you if you allow it to be for you. Mm. That's really important to understand. So I'm in this bartending, trying to stay afloat, and a random person I'm talking to, and I say, I remember his name still, Fred. He's talking, and he tells me what he does. He does something for Comcast. And I say, oh, I want to work for QVC, random. (laughs) And he randomly says, oh, I know someone. Let me get your contact information. I'll see if I can make a connection. I say, mm-hmm, but still give it to him. The next day, he gives me a contact of Stephanie Humphrey, beautiful soul, have to say her name. She didn't know me from anyone. Mm-hmm. He told her that I wanted to work for QVC. She text messaged me that next day and said, here's the contact to the salon person in QVC. Not only here's the contact email and phone number, also tell them that I referred you. Wow. And she was working for QVC. Isn't that beautiful? That's how God conspires. You pray your dreams up, you speak your words and dreams out, and they will connect when you have a pure heart. I did those very same things, and that email got me an interview. And the sweeping the floors, I want to connect the journey for you if you're not connecting it. And the sweeping the floors trained me because the five years I was putting my resume in, I truly was not ready. Yes. Oh, I love this. You understand that? No does not mean always no. It means not now. It means gear up. It means train more. It means sharpen up. It means maybe even shift a little of perspective, but it doesn't totally mean no. You've just got to keep going and keep training and keep building for the yes. So by this time, now there's an interview, yes. And now I'm ready because I've been sweeping and training for five years. 
And I got that interview. They said yes to me and they opened the floodgates to an oasis of beautiful hearts and earth angels that had dreams, big dreams. They were doing big dreams, putting big dreams out into the world on TV, creating these brands and products. And I had an opportunity and the pleasure and blessing to style these wonderful women and men. And Vicky Sai, founder of Tatcha, and Jamie Kern Lima, founder of It Cosmetic, were one of the two hearts that Jackie Finnan, who is Jamie Kern Lima's best friend, that I met in the salon out of many women. But these beautiful women took me under their wing instantly. They saw my heart. So I want to pour to someone who's listening. It's not even your talent that matters because I won't even say that I was really, truly talented, but it is really your heart. It is you choosing to radiate light. It is you choosing to be joy in the midst of anything. Um, live TV is very challenging. There's a lot of pressures if you have a dream and you're actually building a business and you're putting it out to the world. There's pressures and numbers. And so who do you choose to be when people show up around you? Well, it doesn't matter what environment I, I choose joy. I choose love. Above all, I choose that. And these loving hearts found me and I found them and they said, come with me. And I traveled around the world with them. They welcomed me into rooms that I didn't even know were rooms, <laughs> meaning business rooms and media rooms. And they let me sit in and watch them. And they showed me if you had a beautiful gift to give to the world, whether it's in the form of makeup, whether it's in the form of skincare, whether it's in the form of jewelry. When you gift that gift and when you take on that charge to put all your passion and love in it and you gift it to the world, in the hands of the receiver, it literally becomes life-changing. When we gift these gifts, we're changing lives because not only are you gifting a great piece for someone to have in their life, but you're creating an experience to show someone that it's possible. And I was shown that it's possible and how I got to Valencia Key Jewelry was my mother passed at an early age through my journey of choosing. But before she passed, she had saw me choosing my life and she saw me choosing my light and she saw me doing the things that she had asked me, which one did I want to do? I get teary out and I think about it. And before she passed, she handed me a little pair of earrings and she told me to always wear your earrings, Leah. They represent and symbolize all the light, all the greatness, all the capability that you have inside of you. So whenever you're not sure, whenever you can't remember, those earrings represent a symbol of all things that you can do. And it'll remind you to always radiate. So jewelry had always been my love and my passion. I just was sketching as a hobby. All that journey you was hearing, I was sketching jewelry just as a hobby, no sort of a business. But when I saw Jamie and Vicky bringing this gift to the world, in a beautiful, tangible form and how it could be life-changing, I decided that, yes, I have a gift that I have to give. My life's journey will be in the form of jewelry. So when where is wear it, they can always know that it's possible to choose to unlock their bravery, to shine their light. And then when you do that, an abundance happens in your life. Absolutely. Oh, the journey is so awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So, I, there's so much I want to unpack there. You know, one thing that really stands out is 
this power of belief that your mom instilled in you at a young age, right? I mean, five years, you're sweeping floors, you're bartending, your gut is telling you that you will walk through those QVC doors Mm -hmm. one day because your belief is so strong and you made it happen for yourself. And one thing that you mentioned, which I got goosebumps when I was doing research on you, you said your mom taught you belief and your friends like Jamie Kern Lima, the founder of It Cosmetics, showed you how to believe just being around those women. And I know you briefly talked about that, but can you just emphasize, you know, how important it is to have a strong group of women or even getting inspired through podcasts or just exposure. Like, I think that is so key in my life, which is why I want this podcast to get out there and share these stories to inspire others. But I'd love to hear from your perspective, how women like that and being in that ecosystem inspired you on your journey. Oh, it is so important to be around, put yourself in a circle of the energy that you want to be. And the beauty now of technology is podcasts, it's summits, it's so many beautiful things that you can always absorb the mindset and the belief systems of where you want to be, even if you weren't raised in it. Mm. And I think it's so wonderful that you can actually break traditional bonds of your life because you can listen to these podcasts and you can be inspired. And Jamie and Vicky and so many other women along the way, I call myself a magnet of joy and love. Because I choose, I root, my second collection is titled Rooted because roots plant deep into the ground and they give you the strength to never break. They give you the strength to always grow. No matter what the storm is doing, when your roots are deep, you may have a limb pop off or a leaf flicker off, but your trunk Mm. (laughs) of who you are will never waver. And then deciding what those roots are is so important. First, before you find your circle, before you listen to your podcast and get the people around you, you have to decide you. It starts right here and who you are. Like, who do you want to be in the world? Who do you want to see yourself and show up as? Well, my roots I've defined as love, peace, joy, perseverance, bravery, courage, all of these words and emotions I've defined myself to be, even if I'm not. So when I'm not, I can find that word, look at my jewelry, check it out like, oh, Leah, what did you say you were rooted in? Okay, you're rooted in perseverance. Then A, you need to get back up when times are hard. You need to be surrounded by people who believe in perseverance. Mm -hmm. Same thing with joy and peace. You need to define that for yourself. And then that allows you to self-select who you allow in your life and who you allow into your mind. Right. Because when you know it's off, the radar is off. You look at your joy like, oh, that person doesn't feel like joy to me. That's not what I'm rooted in. Oh, I got to move out of their sphere. Or, oh, my God, every time I'm around them, I feel inspired. Every time I listen to this podcast, I get a nugget of knowledge. Well, that's who you surround yourself with. And that's what Vicky and Jamie did for me. It's just when we met, we were already rooted in these core values, right? And they were on their journey to take these core values and bring them to the world in a form of these tangible, beautiful dreams. And unbeknownst to me, I had that dream dormant in me, but because my roots knew that that's the energy I wanted to be around, they just swept me up because they knew it was joy. So let's bring more joy around. And through that, 
I got to see what believing really looked like in action, you know, like, oh, I was told to believe and I'm kind of believing and I'm doing small beliefs, but here's what big beliefs can do. Here's what great perseverance looks like. Here's what abundance of love looks like. When I think of Jamie and Vicky, I think of love because love is unwavering. It's kind. It, it has no judgment of who you are or where you've been. It just says, let me show you. Let me show you what love looks like because love is an action word. And they showed me. And so that's what I am destined to be in the world for others because yeah. so many, I mean, I have a list of earth angels that do that for me. And that's what I feel Valencia Key Jewelry does. It it shows you what love can be when you want to create something in the world. And prayerfully, it inspires your heart that whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, whoever you want to be, let's just be it, but surround yourself around those things that can keep enforcing that because life is hard. Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned that really stuck with me, and I'm sure really resonates with a lot of our listeners is you had this joy, you had this belief, you wanted to do something more, but it was dormant inside you. What was a turning point in your life or the aha moment where you realize, you know what, this is my opportunity. I want to go and start my own business because it's a huge life adjustment, right? I mean, oh, working for a big corporation. Yeah. And then I'm sure you knew exactly what work was like. You were an expert in that field. And then you just shake up your life to create a new business. So what was happening inside you that you realized you wanted to go all in Oh, I love that question. It's my why. You hear it a lot. Oh, God, you're going to hear purpose and why everywhere you go. Get used to it. And it's true, though. (laughs) Right? But the reason why you're going to hear it often, because it's true. Yeah. And it's real. I just did a talk on when you understand, and it's your why of giving. It's not your why of receiving. If you're from a place of receiving, it's a hard one. Because you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be looking for it and it may not come. But if you're coming from a place that you have something to give to the world, I got to see through being under the wings of Jamie and Vicky, the beauty of gifting something to the world. And when I saw that, I knew that my life's journey from this young girl in this poverty and stricken neighborhood, homeless to now traveling the world with these beautiful hearts was not by happenstance. Mm. I start to look at the actions that I chose, as my mother told me, and how I chose to be. And that was consistent among every victory that I was able to get in my life. I chose to keep pushing. I chose to smile my way through it. I chose life and dancing and light every step of the way even through the hardest times now, even still, I chose to wear it with a smile and radiate through it. And that's how I was able to be with these wonderful hearts because of the heart I chose to radiate. So then I said, this is packaged. And even when I was styling these awesome, powerful women and men going out on air and going to these big press events, I would, especially women, I would do their makeup and I would do their hair. And their last thing, they would have their outfits already picked, everything, hair's done. The last thing that would seal the confidence and complete the visual oneness was what earrings am I going to wear? What necklace am I going to put on? Okay, let me put this brace on. And it was almost like locking in their spirit of I can. 
it was like locking in, I got this. It was locking in, I'm going for it. And I saw that and then it connected me with my mother told me, like these earrings represent the light. Even when you don't think you have it inside, let it be a visual representation of the light. Then you'll be able to find the light. And these that wording of my mother's seed and the seeing of these beautiful women doing it and locking in with jewelry. And I had been sketching these jewelry that I said, this gift has to come to the world because we need that when your friend's not there to cheer you on, mm-hmm. you need something you can lock in and say, Leah, you've got this. You know why I know? Because the person who created this came from really humble beginnings. And if I can lock these in, then it's possible for me too. You know, the creator believes in unlocking your joy and believes in that joy and light is the way. And then the rest will follow. Lock in on your spirit and then remind yourself that's the visual to do. So I knew it had to come out as a gift for I was holding back from the world. And no matter as scared as I was, because there's so much fear, I saw my mother leave this earth paralyzed by fear. Mm. I self-diagnosed that, but I know it to be true. My mother could tell her children these beautiful words. She was one of those smartest women I know. Not just saying it because it was my mother. But if you hear all these seeds she was planting, but physically she allowed fear and the society stereotypes and the glass ceilings that had been put over her life to bind her up in paralyzation so she could not move anymore, right? And so that's why we were in this poverty situation. So I had a choice. I know I have a gift that I have to give to the world. Do I let fear paralyze me and not give it? Or do I move through fear, bring fear with me, shatter these glass ceilings and give what I know is going to be life changing in the hands of every heart that puts it on their body. And so that's bigger than me. So I had to go (laughs) and jump and I'm still jumping. (laughs) I know every day, I'm sure. I mean, people think entrepreneurship is super easy. You know, despite it being aligned with your values and what you said earlier is very important. You need to have a bigger why and you need to give back if you want to sustain the hardships. And, you know, you're doing that right now. Vicky and Jamie are proof. Their businesses took years with Vicky, like 10 years. If I remember our interview together and you just need this bigger purpose. And one thing that I love about you is what you said, you really jumped into the fear. I think a lot of people don't want to start because A, it's outside their comfort zone and B, they're nervous to handle that fear, right? So can you just give us an example of maybe a recent thing that you've done, an event or something you went through where you felt uncomfortable and how you really pushed yourself into it and what you learned on the other side? Yes. Well, I'm scared and fearful every mostly thing that I do. So I'll just pick one right on. <laughs> You're like, which one should I pick? <laughs> because I want to gift. I mentioned that earlier. I'm going to gift all these beautiful listeners that are allowing me to pour into your heart five tips on truly how I handle fear and how I allow fear to actually move me to achievement and success. I can't wait to gift that to you. So you'll tell them how to get it. But I'll give you one is. You know, it's one fear that continues to follow me. And so, no, you may not even shatter a fear. You may just know how to handle it every time it comes up. That's a misconception. Like once you get past it, you're good. Yes. I don't know that to be true for me. But one of my fears is writing. It sounds so simple. I know. But I was educated in in our city where there was not much education really happening, truthfully. So 
my learning is subpar from my primary roots of education, which means my grammatical structure is horrible. <laughs> my spelling is bad. And if you read one of my sentences, you'll say, huh? She said she had a master's? I don't know how. God. So I know this challenge to be true for me. So that causes fear and anxiety every time I have to write a business email to Mm. someone, every time I have to reply professionally to a person. And what I realized is if you don't acknowledge your greatness and celebrate that, but if you don't acknowledge your weaknesses and stand proud in those weaknesses, (laughs) you know, like, that's your weakness. Yes, you can work on it every day, but it may still always be your weakness. And Leah, you need to stand in that being your weakness, not shying away from it, saying it to be true, and then acknowledging it. So in all my emails, A, I try to be all of Leah, meaning you will get a million cats because no, I'm not yelling at you, but it's just my joy. And I love it. How I express joy. And then you'll get a thousand emojis, most of them yellow, because I need to put more emotion in it. What I've decided is to take my fear on being me. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm not the best writer, but guess what? In my not being best, I'm not going to be anyone else. I'm going to try to read for the sentence imperfection. I'm going to try to prove that I am. I'm going to do my due diligence to improve. But in that, I'm not going to try to be anybody else. I'm going to be unapologetically Leah within that. So when someone, if they do judge me, at least they're judging who I really am. You know what I mean? But also... What happens really is then they may side eye when it cringes you for a moment. Then they're like, oh, but that's her though. Okay, I like it. And then they just embrace who you are as a person. And then they take your weaknesses for your weaknesses. And then they value your strengths for your strengths. And then that's how you're really conquering all of these challenges and obstacles that are going to come your way, finding who you are always trying to learn and improve, but then walking in who you are, allowing people to know your authentic you, they will embrace that. And then they will highlight the greatness that they need to highlight. And then they will start to work with you on the things that you need to improve. And every day you'll start to be able to handle those fears and challenges when you really walk into you. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think also life feels a little bit easier when you just embrace who you are and you just own who you are, right? You're like, this is it. You like it or you don't like it. It's okay either way, right? But you're doing who you are. So I think that's really beautiful. You know, what are you most proud of that a lot of people may not know? That's a good question. I like you. I am so proud of the love and people that are in my life. When I think about it, I tear up in gratitude. You know, everything accomplished is beautiful, but relationships is life. Relationships are joy. And I'm so proud that I stand on relationships and love and mm-hmm. energy of people. And I just keep collecting these earth angels yes. <laughs> along yes. the way. And I'm grateful for each one of them. And I'm proud to call every person my friend and my sister and my brother and someone that I love and people that I meet that as soon as I connect, I'll say I love you because I mean it. Because love is an action word. Aunt Nancy told us that, right? And if you tell someone you love them, what she taught me is you better act like it. Yes. (laughs) 
So people are like, well, what? You just told me you love me. You don't even know me because I define that I'm going to act as if I love you. Yeah. I'm not saying it. I'm saying it so that I can then put an action behind it and what that looks like. And I'm proud of that. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I want to close on one last question that we love to ask all of our guests. You know, wealth means so much more than money and everybody has their own definition of wealth. So at this stage in your life, what does wealth mean to you? That's a beautiful word. My first collection, I titled Prosperity and it's three circles, continuous circles. You'll see it. And it means this ever growing movement of ups and downs, peaks and valleys of life, but always reaching your sparkle, Mm. always reaching your light if you choose to keep going for it. And that is wealth. That is prosperity to me. It is embracing the journey. I believe that the joy is in the journey. I cry a whole lot. Me too. Challenged. Right? That makes me feel better. <laughs> oh no, I just cried like three times for this podcast. I will cry again five more times a day. And some tears of gratitude. Yeah. Some tears of challenge. Mm-hmm. Some tears almost feel like defeat. Yeah. But the joy of wealth, wealth is a mindset. The joy of a wealthy mind and a prosperous mind is to end every part of that circular journey, you choose to get back up and shine. If God gave you breath, if you can put your hand on your heart, even if you can't put your hand on your heart, if you can breathe in and if you can hear your heart pounding, that that means there's life. And if you choose life, that means you choose to keep going and you choose to find that sparkle even in the valleys. And when you find that spark, when you get back up, and you find it again, you go back to that to me is true wealth because there's growth happening in life and there's experiences and there's all of these things that you're being grateful for. And then that is a wealthy mindset, a wealthy life and an abundant life. Uh, Leah, thank you so much for sharing all your gems and inspiration and just being such a bright light. It was such a fun interview to do. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Pure joy. I love you and every heart that is listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for welcoming me into your heart. And I'm humbly honored that we are now connected on this beautiful thing called life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind Her Empire. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean the world to me if you would consider leaving a review or even sharing this episode with someone who might be inspired to create their own empire. To stay updated on new episodes or join our private community, visit BehindHerEmpire.com to sign up. We send inspiring and short emails every week to your inbox. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember, you're always in charge of your own destiny and it's never too late to start your own empire.